we talked about at noon over there, uh, parents do think that we're babysitting in a lot of cases. And uh, we uh, need to help them realize that we're doing so much about. But the planning thoughts uh, of the uh, singing, worshiping God with our hearts and with our hands and with our voices, this is something that we may, may need to remind ourselves each week before we go into choir what we're doing uh, in there because it's very easy to get so caught up in everything that's going on that you forget that part. And uh, I want you to uh, listen to a letter from a mom. But just think in terms of hearts and hands and voices. This is her little boy and girl. Yeah, well, obviously preschoolers. And they had a little tiny, tiny duet in a Christmas program. And a single mom raising the children. She says, I'm thankful that my children have the opportunity to participate in such a wonderful children's choir program. Their duet was an important event in their life, and it also meant a lot to their mother. Watching them practice so hard together and feeling how much they really believed the words they were singing really touched me and helped renew my own faith. Thank you for helping make their opportunity to express their faith in song possible. And that letter really touched me, and I've kept it all these years because she's saying that the words are in their heart and they are realizing that they can express their love for God through song. So it's a very beautiful thought. Uh, I want us to look for the uh, things. Now, in our curriculum last year, we had a prayer song. Our Father in heaven, we pray, help us to do right each day and to remember to say, Thank you, thank you, thank you, God. So a little prayer song. We built it into different parts of the rehearsal, always with a, in fact, last year had a devotional thought. If those of you that used the curriculum last year, there was a little short devotional with each session, or at least they came separately and you cut them apart. This time they didn't do that because several people said, well, you know, we do our own or we didn't use it. And then they went to the conference last week in Knoxville for Celebrating Grace, and they were saying, where's the devotional? We used that time. <laughs> so uh, guess what? They're going to put some back in. And uh, so if you get on the mailing list and you get uh, on the Facebook, you may find those devotionals coming back. But uh, the way that it's done this year, you have a parting prayer song. And uh, you notice that I said parting prayer. So it is obviously to be used at the end of the rehearsal. If you still have your blue sheet, it's called a parting prayer. that they take home 
And we're hoping by now that they've sung it enough that they know it. As we leave this music time today, we bow our heads and only pray, and thank God for all things good, and thank God for all things good. Amen. So we're hoping that after seven or eight weeks they'll know that. So then they take this home, and it says the prayer song that we sing in choir each week is on the left. Share it with your family. Use the words on the right as a second stanza. When we're in our home at night or day, we bow our heads and lovely pray, and thank God for all things good. And the same thing, same ending, just change those two words. This would be a kid page that they don't do anything to. There's no marking, no coloring, no anything like that. But you would sing it in choir. We tell them about this page. We are sure that that we can sing this to mom and dad, and then we might echo sing this and say, you know, teach that when you get home. So that's a special time. And um, I think back on uh, when I had a bunch of little preschoolers in my room, and we were talking about prayer and asking them if they had ever had a time that they felt really, really close to God. And one little four-year-old over here raises his hand and says, I felt close to God when my mommy died. And of course, your heart just... But on this side, another little four-year-old raises his hand and said, I did too when my mommy died. Both little boys had lost their moms to cancer. But they had that security through song that God is close to them. So we never really know uh, when, when we're making that impact on children. Uh, and we talked about spontaneous, making it a serious uh, spiritual moment when you're seeing about elephants or thousand-legged worms or, oh, McDonald had a farm. We can thank God for all the different animals. And uh, then we have uh, the wonderful teaching tools of rhythm. You know, we can say uh, Bible verses in rhythm. Uh, I don't think I wrote any Bible verses in here, but in the, um, here it is. Okay, in this Read to Me Bible for children. Oh, and I, let's see, well, I haven't done that yet. Okay, you're going to find several pages of Bible phrases. I don't have it marked, so I can't find it. Uh, but it would be like, uh, God made the sky their Bible phrases, and you read that, and here we go. You got all these pages of tell people everywhere about Jesus. Oh, that's a mouthful. Tell people everywhere about Jesus. Tell people everywhere about Jesus. You can tap it on rhythm sticks. You can play it on uh, any of those instruments. Give thanks to God. Give thanks to God. And any of those Bible verses can become rhythm activities, and yet when you say them over and over in rhythm, it sticks in the head. Uh, so you can do that. And they, they will be built into your curriculum sometimes too. Uh, but then I wanted to show you some books that if you're not in, you may all know every one of them. But let me just show you these. year and I'll let them rest and then I'll come back again and go to them. Uh, are you familiar with Streams in the Desert? This, this really is primarily encouragement for someone who's going through some really tough times, but beautiful and it's in kind of old English. I, I love to read it. I have to get the dictionary up and look up some words sometimes just to see their pronunciation. This book, Jesus Calling, who knows this book? It is amazing. And if you don't have it, and I asked them to have it in the bookstore, and they got the child's version of it. This is the adult version, and you can see they're just short devotions with a scripture reference. Uh, I, when my husband was sick, 
and people would send me emails, I began to notice that some were just special, you know, and I, and I realized they were from the same source and they all were from this book. And so since that time, I've given the book to many people and it's, God uses her in such an amazing way because people will come back and say, how did she know what I needed today? And without exception, and then people in turn give it to somebody else who gives it to somebody else. One person wrote and said, this has changed a whole town. And, and, uh, but she said the past, they used it in church and the church friendly in a small town shared it. And, uh, but anyway, this, this is one that everybody should have in their uh, collection. You can get that app on your phone too. I have it on my phone. Oh, really? And it's not free, but um, then it's with me every Sometimes I, I need to reread it. Yeah. It's that good. Yeah. Sometimes I need it in the middle of the day. Yeah. I, and like I said, I'll come back. And it's interesting. I'm not reading it this year, but uh, I probably will read it again next year and I'll uh, read notes that I made on it the time before. But God really is using this lady. She is not in good health. She's in very bad health. And uh, But she writes it as if it's Jesus talking to you. So no wonder it's meaningful. Uh, but now it's out for children, it's out for toddlers, it's on a recording, and uh, so it's very, very much out in the world. This is uh, one that somebody gave me this year, and it is Billy Graham. And he'll have a morning and an evening devotional thought. It's called Hope for Each Day. I don't think I put that on your handout, but a neighbor gave it to me, and it's very, very easy to read. Uh, a lot of you will think, oh, that's typical of Billy Graham because he just says the plain truth. And, uh, but it's short and to the point, and it's kind of nice to begin and end your day that way. And then uh, I have here the Woman's Devotional Bible. This one I used more when I was younger and trying to chase kids around in carpools and all that kind of thing. Very applicable for the woman in that situation. There's also a Men's Devotional Bible. And uh, so this has been around a while, and I think I'll, they should be on your handouts. You shouldn't have to write all that down. And um, then if you ever want to, the pink sheet, yeah. If you ever want to read the Bible through uh, in a year, well, it doesn't have to be in a year, but this <laughs> is cover to cover complete. And uh, it is... A chronological Bible. It starts with Job. Well, it starts with the creation, but rapidly moves to Job because I think Job was probably the first book written. But uh, it's very interesting because you get to reading about David, and when David's in battle, you'll read the Psalms that he wrote when he was in battle, and it's just very fascinating. And uh, it usually will be three or four pages each day, and I really like the little comments at the and there's a timeline that goes across the bottom and each section will end with just some very uh, wise words uh, when you're reading all the genealogies and all the names of the people that were in battle and all that the comment might be this is to let you know that every person is important in God's life so this is one and I can only get it from England uh, it, because I finally found out why they have the copyright from Holman to use the Holman translation, but with the understanding that they would not sell it in the United States, whatever sense that makes. And so, uh, but I will order it every once in a while from England, and I'll use it only four or five at a time. And so, if anybody ever is interested in that, I might have one in my closet. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, having these thoughts, these verses in our mind is so very, very important. Uh, my husband and I were in a, uh, oh, what's the name of the, uh, I can't think of the name of the program, but anyway, we had to memorize Bible scriptures. And uh, it was kind of hard for us because we'd gotten older. And uh, so, you know, every time we'd go, we would just think, oh, do I know my verses? Do I know my verses? And so I got to where I would print them on index cards. And uh, I'd print them with a Sharpie, big, you know, so I could read it. And 
then I would uh, cover it with contact paper because I wanted to memorize it. I wanted to carry them with me. So I would carry them with me when I jogged. And then I would get sweaty, so I'd have to put the contact paper on. And sometimes I'd run before daylight. Now, you just think, what do the neighbors think? Here comes this crazy woman running down the street in the dark, and she stops under street lights to read. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but you, verses that jump out at you, put them on a card and stick them in your car or on your mirror or something so that you see them continuously and, and plant them in your heart. It may not be word for word, but that thought is going to be so important when it comes to you and you need to know that thought. Another thing that you can do with index cards is to write each of your children's name on a different card and not pray for all the cards every day, but keep them close to you and when you have your devotional thought, pull a couple of those cards and pray specifically for that child or for that choir worker. And uh, then tuck it back and next day pull some more. And um, also if you have something positive that you want to write about that child, write it on that card. And that helps you look for the positive things. And then when you see the parents, you can share the positive things and that pleases parents. And so that's part of what we're doing too. Uh, the Read to Be Bible for Kids, I showed you that, but uh, we were talking about programs at noon. Here is, uh, in the first of this Bible, and I, this would be, I mean, you could go online and find anything, but in this Bible, I liked it because here is things that happened in Bible days. Here is, uh, here is, I'm not getting to it yet. Okay, <coughs> things that they did in Bible days. It's going to show games that they played, foods that they ate, the way they dressed. Okay, here's music in Bible days, and you see all those different instruments, and you think, okay, what have we got in our choir room that could be that? You've got homes, and you show how the homes looked, and what the animals were, well, I don't guess we could bring the animals to choir. But uh, here's a, you might be able to put something on a scroll. And here's the foods that they ate. Here's how the families looked, some things that families did. Here's how they dressed. And so we had a Bible Days picnic. And uh, we had invited the parents to come for choir and they could come dressed as Bible days. Now, uh, they could wear, the children could wear bathrobes or they could wear sheets. If they didn't have time to go home, we had some extra towels and, and sheets and things so that they could dress as they came in. And we stood on the floor like we were at a picnic. We played Bible games, something in here. And then periodically, the children would get up and sing a song that they learned about Jesus when he was in the family. And um, we had Bible food to eat, and uh, but it was a very enjoyable experience. Uh, the parents just want to see their preschoolers do something, and uh, that they were very interested in that because they saw them play the instruments and sing the songs that they had learned. So that's a good book to have. Okay, uh, here are some Bible verses. We we quoted them in rhythm. God made the flowers. And here again, here's this. Or maybe we would do um, signs with it. Why don't you be my mirror? God made the trees. God made the trees. God made the birds. God made the birds. And you just make up uh, all the things that God made and you echo sing. And uh, as the year goes on, and as the children get more outgoing, they might want to be the leader. And at least they can think of what God made, but uh, they might want to be the leader, and you uh, copy them. We did a verse uh, with signs. Here's another verse, uh, a lone verse. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are protected. Now that's a lot of words. So we think, okay, what can we do? We can say, the name of the Lord. Uh, what can we do for a name? Do we have a name tag on? 
the name of the Lord. All right, strong. Let's put all three of those together. The name of the Lord is a strong, and now then we've got to build a tower. I guess the tower's more like that. Okay, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Now, what in the world could we do for righteous? Mm, I think a righteous person is a person that pleases God. Maybe just a smile, like you're minding mommy and daddy and they're very proud of you. The righteous run to it. Okay, we got to put all that together. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are protected. So we try to take the Bible verse, add uh, I'm told that in a foreign country, when missionaries work with children, they will tell Bible stories like that. They will tell this part, and they will act on it, and then they'll add another and add another, and that's the way, because they don't have written stories. I mean, even the grown-ups, and so they have to do it that way. But look for things that you can do that. Okay. Uh, well, the thing that you read on the front of that, the saying that you read, uh, the head doesn't hear anything until the heart is listened. And what the heart knows today, the head understands tomorrow. That is very, very important. I love this verse. It says, there is a child in my choir who is going to sing. I mean, really sing. I can almost hear it now. That beautiful voice singing praise to God in churches and halls all around the world. I have a child who is going to sing. I have the most wonderful choir, but that's not all. Because I have a child in my choir who is going to play. I mean, really play. I can almost hear it now, those talented fingers playing praise to God in churches and halls around the world. I have a child who is going to play. I have the most wonderful choir, but that's not all. There's a child in my choir who is going to write. I mean, really write. I can almost hear it now. Great hymns and anthems pouring onto paper and a singing in praise to God. I have a child who is going to write. I have the most wonderful choir, a singer, a player, and a writer too. And they're all right here in my choir. I wish I knew which ones. I, as I, well, uh, the young man, he came in, uh, well, no, I said he was a kid. He was, uh, I think he said 14. He was uh, probably junior high, high school ensemble. And, um, you know, they grow up, and you, you never know the direction they'll go. And I have thought so many times, and if this hasn't happened to you, it will at some point. Because somebody will come to you and say, do you remember me? And uh, I was in your choir, and because of what I learned, I am now a choir teacher in my church. Or I am the accompanist for our church because of what I learned in your choir. You created that interest that made me. And I was thinking about that. And, and I tell you, when it, and it has <coughs> happened to me, it will happen to you. And when it does, do you think, oh, I'm so proud. No, it scares you to death because you think, which ones did I miss? You know, when was I out of patience? When did I not take that little extra time? And I was thinking about that, and I pulled this article, uh, Daryl and T. Billingsley. Daryl was editor in Lifeway for many years, and uh, I just I was going through and trying to throw things away, and I found this article, and T. writes, his wife T. says, uh, at that moment. Uh, where's the first page? I've lost this this section. Anyway, I don't have the first page anymore. But uh, it, she talks about uh, me. Oh, here it's just stuck together. All right, I felt good. She recalled, I didn't have anything to hear to feel bad about, and I thought about other children then. There was a whole slew who became ministers of music, organists, pianists graded choir coordinators, and three missionaries, 
All of these were in my classes or choirs at one time or another. And I realized the importance of little things. I was important in God's plans. And uh, so this just says to us over and over, in all that we do, all the cute things that we do, all the clever things that we do, the most important thing is uh, turning your hearts to Jesus and doing it in a loving and caring way. Now, I really, as far as those things are concerned, I, I do you have any special moments from, that has taken place in your choir? I don't want to not ever give you time to talk. I, and we've not had time to introduce each other. Uh, tell me, uh, let's just start with you. Judy, I know you said you were choir coordinator. What all do you do? I coordinate choirs. <laughs> How many choirs do you have? We, right, right now we have five, but we're adding the three-year-olds. And, three and so I'm deciding choir. if that's going to be six or if I'm coming okay. somewhere else. Okay, what do you think I'm, is your biggest challenge, opportunity? <laughs> um, We meet on Wednesday nights. Okay. We meet at 6. And, and I think it's that just building up the pro I mean, I came into a good program, and we have a good program, but, but it could be, you know, that competition thing that we talked yeah. about. Yeah, yeah and, I, and like we were saying, these, the days don't matter anymore. It used to matter, but it doesn't. What church? At Columbus Avenue, here in Winter. Mm -hmm. uh, what about you? I teach preschool music and movement at St. Philip's Episcopal Preschool. I tend Customer Baptist, but I teach music. So you, it was Phillips in South Carolina? I know, in, in, oh, I know, Frisco. Okay. In Frisco. Yeah. Um, I have 200 kids that come through the week. I get, you know, I get them 30 minutes at a time. And, um, so how many classes a day do you I have? I teach um, eight classes a day, eight 30 minute classes a day. Well, I love everyone. And my biggest thing is I learned to love Jesus when they were young. Well, you know, that's, that's an interesting thing to say you love every minute of it. I would just be curious to know about you all. I have said, and said quite honestly, I've gone into choir not feeling good. I've never come out feeling bad. Mm -hmm. right. Isn't that true? My yeah, husband calls it my happy place. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about you, Emma? Uh, I teach um, or direct a choir of three-year-olds, older three. We have three A and three B, and I did the older three-year-olds at now, do y'all work as partners in, in that class? This is my husband. This is his first year. Now that he's retired, he yeah. Well, you know, uh, two thoughts there. Uh, when I was coordinating and recruiting choir workers for the preschool choirs, I tried to recruit couples, not to make uh, husband and wife, husband and wife, four workers, but husband and wife as one worker so that if one couldn't be there, the other could, because with small children, that's going to happen. And that, that worked very well. And, uh, but good for you, good for you. And there was another thought that passed through my mind when you said that, and I don't know what it was. Maybe it'll come back. Okay. Hey, I'm Marilyn Rogers, and I teach at kindergarten kids at Park Cities. Park Cities. I'm trying to think, Park Cities. Now, is there a Preston Wood? Yeah, that's, that's where I, I did. Okay, and how close together? I'm trying to We have three campuses. We have a Dallas yeah. campus, a Plano campus, and a Foster campus. Okay. Because I'm trying to go back to my Garland days, which was a very long time ago, and get these two. I remember both. Northwest Highway and Preston. You're where? Northwest Highway and Preston by Preston Center in Dallas. Okay, Preston Center was built after we were there, but I've been there. And uh, when we lived in, no, when we moved, to Mississippi. We were in Dallas for a for my husband to have an interview. And they decided they wanted him right now. So they wanted me to fly home and uh, get ready to sell a house and he would come later. And so for some reason I had the car in Garland or wherever I was and he was downtown. And so he said, meet me at Love Field. Well, I had no better sense than to drive there. But anyway, I did get to Love Field and met him and gave him the keys. And he says, where's the car? And I said, 
South <coughs> I have no idea where, I don't know how you ever found it, but I have not been in a place like that before. <laughs> but I remember that's in that general area. Okay, that has nothing to do with this. All right, Melissa. I'm uh, at Park Presbyterian in Dallas, and I assist the kindergarten first grade choir. Okay, and I haven't asked y'all for problems. Uh, <coughs> challenges, what do you think is the biggest thing that you all face? Up, you know, the program we've been with is we have a good program, like she said, but um, you know, there's always a struggle to keep things. Weeks and weeks and weeks. Well, what about you? Um, I'm from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm the director of Music Ministry at a Presbyterian Church, and I'm in charge of it all. I have five different choirs, two of them are children, three of them are children. And you really live there? You're yes, not, I really live You're not just here on campus as a student? No, I really live there. <laughs> well, you did come. You get the prize. Yes. It's near so. Gettysburg, about 25 minutes west of Gettysburg. Oh, there's a guy here from New Hampshire, so I don't know if she gets the prize. Yeah, they get the prize. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, that uh, has to be a beautiful place. And especially at this time of year, where kind oh, of... It's pretty humid over there. Is my, it I'm with my mom. She's a director of music as well. And um, we were saying about how if it was this temperature at home, we would be sweating. Well, when we moved to Texas, people would say, why would you move to Texas? And I said, well, we lived in Mississippi and Louisiana. What, what you need? <laughs> okay. Um, I'm Debbie Tate. I go to Good Shepherd United Methodist in Cypress, Texas. And I teach um, our, our younger choir, which is three to first or second grade. So our, our biggest thing is to not lose our threes and not for our older kids. And how many children do you have? Um, last year we actually didn't have attrition, because usually we have a pretty good attrition, mm -hmm. like in January when fall starts. Um, I think we ended up, we ended the year with probably 23 or 24 just in the little choir, so mm -hmm. pretty good. Can you pull your threes apart for small group activities? We, we experimented with my own child and another couple threes last year just to see how threes would work. Um, and if it wouldn't have been my own kid, it probably would have been a disaster. Um, but there, there are things we learned there, you know, yeah. to, to, to take them out. Or we did, we did incorporate like recess, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. a five minute go to the playground and go crazy and come back mm -hmm. and just just some little things just to change, and we talked about this at lunch, just to change their environment for a minute and then they're back on task, mm -hmm. which we didn't didn't have to do so much before we brought the threes in. Well, that, that's smart. My favorite three story is, uh, I, we were gonna have a trumpet, and I thought, well, I'll bring a trumpet player in because that will really excite the boys and girls. So I had this high school kid come in, and he comes in with this trumpet, and I said, boys and girls, do you know what this is? And one of the boys said, it's a trumpet. And I said, how did you know it was a trumpet? And he said, well, because it looked like a trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> so they put me in my place. <laughs> All right. I, I teach uh, K through five music in public school. In Dallas, smaller town, and then I do grade school for music. Part of the church. Okay. And we start real early. That's the our biggest problem right now. We had to move to 445 in So that's but we had to share time with other like our R's and GAs and all that. Do they we do that after we five. eat and then we go and so we have doubled our attendance since going to this new um, schedule. So, so it's a good thing. So, so you have choir and then they meal, and then eat and then, and then the R's and GAs and that, and don't ever let the RAs and GAs yeah, know that they could consider swapping with yeah. you. Yeah. So it, it's worked well. It, yeah. it has. It well, is a, it's a long day after teaching school, yeah. and then we have mm -hmm. choir and everything, but that's okay. Can you use any of these songs in your oh, schools? Yes. Oh, yes. That's yes. a yes. great thing. Yes. So many schools could not. Yes. And so that's well, actually, the uh, music curriculum for Texas, well, everybody, that has several... I would say Christian type songs, spirituals, all kinds of things. Of course, Burl Webb did this over Burdette one, you know, for years. But there's That's a right. lot, and there's all kinds of songs from other countries. So if it's in the curriculum, right, right, you can do it. 
There is, and um, I don't have the um, I don't have the CD for the next semester, but they're trying to incorporate more global songs into our curriculum. And I'm looking in this. No, this is just fall and spring. Let me see if I can find the spring. Um, because I could show you what she wants you to do with it. Um, send by hallelujah. You may see. Uh, hallelujah. Okay. Uh, these pages are not numbered. So uh, about two or three from the back, you find hallelujah, sing hosanna. <coughs> uh, it's a starting pitch. And uh, this would be from uh, Palestine. that you lay out 
You can stick magnets on the back and do it on a magnetic bulletin board if you have that. Uh, the got my bag. Here's your puppets. You got all kinds of puppets. Here can uh, the tips of gloves. They can they can draw them themselves. And uh, then if you wanted to do the Gloria Dies, Gloria, do God, and then these three, Gloria, <coughs> do God, you could do your own puppet show. Uh, this is the simplest puppet. It, he, he's on here because he got stuck. He really is not supposed to be there. It's a band-aid. Just wrap a band-aid around and draw a face on it, and they've got immediate puppets. And here is your child that's shy and afraid to sing. Sometimes that puppet will sing for them. Here's about the easiest one that you can make is your uh, spoon. Here's one where we took their pictures and put them so they had their individual puppets. And we had them fixed so they would stick it in a box when they came in and it was their role. You know, because we know that child was in that box, he was there. Uh, okay, here is a puppet that, star puppet, if, if you want something that moves up and down and up and down. Uh, here's another very difficult one to make. You put it in a baggie and it goes up and down. But if you're singing, Jesus loves me, this I know, or God loves me, uh, you can follow the melody with your puppet. And they can have their own puppet and move with you. Uh, the bells that we looked at this morning, I didn't talk about these. The little desk bells and you can get them. Does anybody have them with the handles on them? You can get them with the handles so that you can ring them like a handbell or this. I keep trying to figure out how I can justify buying some for my house, but I haven't figured that out yet. And you notice that they color code everything now. You, uh, they really try to. Do any of you use boom whackers with your children? What do you do with them? Sometimes we play them, but we usually uh, either play them with a little mallet or a stick, uh -huh. or else I have them attached on the yeah. floor. But I you use them a lot as accompaniment. Oh, really? Uh huh. And they do pretty well with it. We do it in a small group, just you know, small group and do play yeah. uh, And of course, there are a lot of exercise, a lot of books for boom whackers. Uh, I use them more with younger children and older children in preschool because. They can't. They're get, hard for. See, I have tunnel guard. Yeah. You can mm -hmm. do that for ten girls, but I would not do that with a really young. Yeah. Uh, I try to. They whack each other. Yeah. 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 I. I. I really like. I love the bells with the little ones, and uh, but the boom whackers I kind of avoid until they get older because they're really wonderful for harmony and the chords and things but like they that. They don't have. I mean, we only use them on occasion because they don't have a real good sound basis for the kids. Yeah. To, it doesn't really help their singing at yeah. all. You have it's to only know like an exactly how to fit it. Yes. Is there a good reward thing though? That if, if we don't have if we don't have any any problems, and you guys do what you're supposed to, and we learn this song in in exactly. three prior sessions, we'll use boom markers with it. Yes, and they'll learn they'll learn a song yeah. really fast if they mm -hmm. think that boom markers will come and that, out. Is that little <laughs> carrot that you it is out there? And just because they're fun and loud and. Mm -hmm. Which reminds, I don't know why that reminds me, but I saw on video this week, and y'all may have seen it, I, I don't see things quickly, but they were using a, what is it that looks like an onion, only it's big, a uh, leek. <laughs> they were using a leek as a rhythm instrument. They were shaking it. I wasn't making any sound, but they were having a really good time with it. Wah, wah, wah. So I miss that, but I, I don't know that I want to eat one, so maybe I'll That would one. be good with that, the things that yeah. grow song that you were singing earlier today, to use, because you could use like leeks and sugar cane, and you could come up oh, with yeah. things that grow, yeah. and well, it would just reinforce that a little bit more. Okay, today. you think on that, you'll just come create. <laughs> That's how this works. You come into this conference and you learn to do something, but you think, when I get home, I'm going to do it this way because it works better for my kids, and that's really what the whole thing is about. Okay, uh, what do you do with that umbrella? Well, I, you know, I'm trying to wait for the next class, oh, okay. but, but you might not be here. Okay, this is, um, let me think what song we were singing a while ago that made me think of the umbrella. Uh, 
one had a little bit longer phrase. What, wonderful, 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 wonderful. Okay, eight uh, uh, of you come up and choose a ribbon. And then if other class, if we do it in other class, y'all can demonstrate, so we'll practice. Let's just sing Jesus Loves Me. You know, we can't sing all the way through without taking a breath because we just have so much air in here. So we're going to walk this way and sing Jesus Loves Me, and when we stop to take a breath, we're going to turn around and go the other way. Okay? So here we go. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the phrases are just alike. And so then you can come in with your color coding and you said the first one was like this and the second one we didn't sing but the third one was like this. So let's go back and see about that second one. <coughs> Jesus loves me this I know for the So we're going to put a different color there. And we know that was the same. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. That's still even more different. Now, if you're doing the same and different, uh, you might not want to use words. 
because they get confused if the words are the same or the words are different. So try to make yourself remember <coughs> to do lose on that. And then something like this. Uh, hmm, I don't think we have anything in the material this time that does this exactly, but it just takes simple, simple things. You're uh, playing one of the songs that you want them to learn. And let's go back to that. one says, a wonderful world, a wonderful world, 24 inches. What a wonderful place to be, 23 inches. And the last one, I think it's a little bit shorter. A wonderful place to be, oh, that's just 18 inches. And so we just have fun. Uh, but it makes them think long and short. But it's also hearing that melody. It's one more <coughs> reason to sing the song so they will hear that. 